Best of Times, live from 710 Keel Studios in Shreveport, Louisiana, celebrating age and maturity, helping you make the best years of your life the best they can be. The Best of Times, your host, Gary Kaligas. Good morning, radio listeners. I'm Gary Kaligas, the publisher of The Best of Times, the only magazine and radio show for mature adults in northwest Louisiana. Thank you for tuning in to our show today and also thanking those who might be listening via the Internet at www.710keel.com. Also thanking those who might be listening via the Radio Pop and the Keel applications on their Apple and Android devices. In just a few minutes, we're going to learn about a unique senior-focused health centers coming to the area. So stay tuned to the show for some very beneficial information for you and your loved ones. Today is Saturday, October the 17th, and we are broadcasting our show from the studio, the studios of News Radio 710 Keel and 101.7 FM at Town Square Media Station here in Shreveport, Louisiana. However, today's show is not live and is being pre-recorded, so we will be unable to accept calling questions and comments from our loyal radio listeners. Be sure to pick up the October issue, The Best of Times, at one of our 270 distribution locations. We thank you for the many compliments about our magazine. We do appreciate hearing from you. If you're unable to find a copy of our current issue or past issues, remember to visit our popular website at www.thebestoftimesnews.com to view both current and past issues of our magazine, as well as to view and download the current 2020 Silver Pages Senior Resource Directory, as well as to listen to previously shows broadcast here on the Best of Times Radio Hour. Great news to tell everyone, the Best of Times attended a national convention of senior and boomer publications via Zoom on October 6th and 7th, where over 100 publication representatives participated in learning news and new ways to improve our magazines. Also at this convention, a panel of 10 judges from the University of Missouri School of Journalism judged all of our publications in various categories. I'm proud to announce that the Best of Times received 22 national awards, including the highly coveted The Best of Show in our division. I want to thank my wife, Tina, who is the editor and put together this high-quality publication with interesting ideas, well-written articles, and creative design over the past year and over the past 20 years that we've been publishing The Best of Times magazine. We also want to thank our dedicated staff, our writers, our graphic designers, and, of course, our advertisers and sponsors who contributed to the success of the past year. We also want to thank our readers and radio listeners for their input and their encouragement and their wonderful comments for our magazine as well as our radio show. For more information about these awards, will be found in a future issue of the Best of Times magazine, as well as on our website, www.thebestoftimesnews.com. Again, we are very thankful and quite proud of these 22 awards being awarded to the Best of Times in 2020. We'll be right back with more information, but now a word from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on... News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by AARP Louisiana and A-Bears, Tenant Country, S. Report, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Gary Kaligas will be right back with more Best of Times Radio Hour after this on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Gary's back with more Best of Times Radio Hour on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. 
Welcome back to our show, The Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by AARP Louisiana Neighbors, Tenant Country Rush Report, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Joining me on my show today, our special guest is Brian Garrett, the Regional Director of Operations, and Dr. Breen Loy, the Regional Medical Director of Partners in Primary Care. And they're here to discuss their two senior-focused primary care centers opening in our area. So thank you, Dr. Loy, and thank you, Brian, for joining us today here on The Best of Times Radio Hour. Uh, thank you. So, so tell us, Brian or Dr. Loy, what's what is Partners in Primary Care? Well, uh, thank you, Gary. Partners in Primary Care is a network of senior-focused primary care centers that offer a unique approach to wellness after 65. Each location is home to a physician-led care team that's specifically trained to meet the healthcare needs of seniors. And so, you can think of us as a convenient one-stop primary care. Uh, clinic designed to proactively address both physical and mental health. Wow, well, that's that's a positive. Is, it, is that unique in itself? Like a one-stop shop yeah. for seniors? Uh, I want you to brag yeah, about yourself we, a little bit. I've never heard of this throughout the nation. So, I, I mean, when I saw the information bestowed upon me, I said, well, that seems pretty unique. It, it, it is unique, Gary. And, you know, so senior-focused primary care is a concept and a model that we are proudly introducing, you know, this fall to Bossier City and Shreveport. And because we recognize that seniors in a different phase of their health care journey. And so their needs and concerns are much different than in previous decades. And so that's why we call our model senior-focused primary care, because it provides people over 65 with convenient, comprehensive wellness services, being, as we like to say, we're their partner in good health. Uh, and it's about giving patients the time, space, and respect they deserve so that our our integrated care team can address their, their needs. Well, Brian, I'm very proud that you and your the company and whoever uh, chose Shreveport in Bossier City, but I've, I've got to ask why. I mean, I'm very proud of that. I know many other people are, too. So why was it picked? You, you had many other cities, which you are implementing in another city. I heard Las Vegas is one my friends in Las Vegas told me about it and when I told them Shreveport they said how did you get one? I said I don't know I'm going to ask them on the radio show (laughs) (laughs) That's a very good question Gary as a company partners in primary care we've identified the need in the community for senior focused primary aligning with our goal of keeping seniors in the community our patients happy healthy and out of the hospital so it's our goal to provide the seniors in both city and Shreveport communities with the access to that high-quality primary care provided by our, our physician-led care team. We just think that the Shreveport, the northwest Louisiana place, is uh, a great place for us to be, uh, you know, coming up to take care of the, the community itself. So there, so tell our listeners, though, you know, I'm really proud that it's being introduced here, and I'm sure it's going to be tweaked, uh, but, but it's had so many advantages that I can think of myself being a senior, how it's going to be it's focused on us and others, and it's going to, as you said, and I, I love this goal, is is to avoid hospitalizations. I mean, being a former uh, medical review, or you, you know, you want to avoid the hospital as much as possible for only the acute 
acute illnesses, the acute needs, the, the, the surgeries, et cetera. You just don't want to go in there for ordinary cares because you're possibly going to end up catching something else from somebody else, right? And also, you know, yeah, it's, it's not as, as conducive, so it's better to do as much as you can outpatient or in home health, uh, et cetera. But likewise, you don't want something, you want something identified that they, you can grab. I've been talking to doctors on my show for many years now. It's, it's better to catch the condition, the problem early than to wait till it uh, gets worse. Is that right, Dr. Lloyd? That is absolutely right. Um, you know, what I love the most about partners in primary care, especially me being the physician, um, is our care team. And I've worked for a lot of companies over the years, but partners in primary care really has one of the most special care teams I've ever um, worked with. And that really includes anyone in our clinics that interacts with the patient. Um, but we have, you know, center administrators and medical assistants and front desk staff that help patients through their journey in the clinic. But we also have some special resources that a lot of primary care offices don't. You know, the care team is really led by that physician who really spends time building that physician-patient relationship. But we also have behavioral health specialists, social workers, pharmacists, um, registered nurses that work as care coaches. You know, all of them help provide that wraparound care for the patient to address all of their care needs and really help them manage their chronic conditions, get their preventative screenings, because our goal really is to keep patients um, happy, healthy, and out of the hospital is kind of what I like to say. So so the, the team consists of what? And within the partners, within your your focus group? And no, your- absolutely. Um, so like I said, the, really the heart of the model is that physician-patient relationship. Um, you know, we really want the patients to spend time with their doctors, to ask questions, to have that time to really go over all their health care concerns. As, you know, as patients age, health care changes need, and it's not necessarily just about medical conditions, but also about, you know, do you have transportation? Do you have enough food? Uh, can you afford your medicine? So we have a lot of care team members to help with all of those things. So we have behavioral health specialists, which are licensed clinical social workers, and they help patients with things like depression or anxiety. Are they having trouble sleeping? And during COVID, you know, they've been doing a lot of outreach and working with our patients around things like loneliness and social isolation. You know, with COVID, we're not getting out of the house as much, and that can really affect someone's mental health. Um, we have social workers that really help patients with what we call those social determinants of health. So, you know, housing issues or food insecurities. Do they have transportation to their doctor's visit? Can they afford their prescriptions? And maybe we work with, you know, medication manufacturers to help get their prescriptions covered. Some of those things that the doctor necessarily doesn't know how to handle, but we have someone on the care team that can. One of my favorites is that we have a pharmacist. Um, a lot of senior patients, you know, they're on a lot of prescriptions. They don't know what they're for. They can be really expensive. Excellent. Our pharmacist, yeah, the pharmacist really works one-on-one with the patients as well as with the doctor to make sure, you know, what medicines you're on, why are you on them, what side effects, are you having any of them? Anytime we start a new medication, that pharmacist can call the patient and check and say, are you having any of these issues? Um, and then I think really important is they work with the doctor to make sure the patients are on the right medicines, the least amount of medicines, and ideally the cheapest medicine. And, and that is that is very critical these days. I was reading a report several about a year ago that 
one of the number one admissions to ER is overdosage on on prescription drugs because they forgot to take their blood pressure medicine for seven days. So the the person takes seven pills and he ends up in ER. I mean, it, it's so it's so sad. And they're not. They're, I hate to say this. I'm one of those seniors. You, you got to be educated to don't. You know, if you missed one, you missed two, contact your doctor about the regimen and et cetera. Don't just think you're going to catch up and use all the pills. And as one person told me, well, my son comes over and checks my pill minder and he sees I have all these pills and I have to take them. So I said, don't do that. Call the doctor. Yeah, exactly. Don't do that. Don't do that. Always call us. Always call us. And you also, you mentioned, you know, those hospital stays, which is something we certainly try to avoid, and that's why we have this big care team. We also have a really special role as a registered nurse that we utilize as what we call a care coach, but they work with patients um, when they're in the hospital, which, like I said, we try to avoid, but it's a really complex process when you're in the hospital. Medications get changed, you get sent home with referrals or new um, medical equipment, and so the nurses really help follow the patients in the hospital and make sure that when they go, whether they're going home or to a rehab facility, you know, do they have the medications they need? Do they have the equipment they need? Can they get that follow-up visit with their doctor? Um, they can go over those medications as well as the pharmacist to make sure they're taking the right new ones and not the old ones. So that's a really important role. And then the other thing those registered nurses do is work with the patients on those chronic conditions. So the goal is that you know, if you're a diabetic patient and say your doctor puts you on a new medicine, that care coach can reach out to you via telephone or in office or video um, for the next few weeks or months before that doctor visits to make sure that you're understanding the medicine, you're checking your blood sugar. So our goal is Excellent. to kind of take care of those chronic conditions outside of the office so that we can make progress and really keep people out of the hospital. Well, that's, that, that is awesome. So who? So I, I take it, who is the... the you're telling me about the care team, but who leads the team? Who is the primary person that the individual patient will be seeing, primarily seeing, and then going off to adjacent other healthcare professionals? So who's that person? Yeah, I mean, we have board-certified and board-eligible physicians in all of our clinics. We do utilize nurse practitioners as well, but okay. that relationship is really between the patient and the doctor. And then the doctor, you know, if they identify some of these needs, they're the ones that can direct the patient to these other resources. And then they can also direct um, within themselves. So if the social worker identifies that a patient has a medication question, they can send them to the pharmacist. So it really is like a big team. But the doctor really is leading all of that. Um, and the most important thing is we really want the patient to be leading their health care as well. So we want, you know, we offer longer visit types so that they have more time to discuss their concerns, get their questions answered, and really build that relationship with the provider so that we can focus on their goals of care. Um, and, and make sure we're meeting those. So when the patients come and visit partners in Primary Care Center here in uh, Bossier City and Shreveport, what do, what can they expect when they visit? What what's the what's the what's the initial goal and process? Um, you know, I think that the biggest thing is that um, they will be met with a team that really cares about them. You know, I think that um, like I said, everyone in, in the office is is part of that care team. And I've found that lots of times um, patients may tell the front desk staff something different than they tell um, <laughs> the doctor. And so that, that whole care team is involved in this. Um, we really want to give patients the most amount of time with their providers and really the highest quality care. 
Um, I'm glad you. I'm glad you brought Dr. Law. I've got to make a comment about that. But talking to the receptionist or the, uh, the 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 administrative person there, I have seen, including my mother, God rest her soul, she would she always loved to talk to people. So the she would tell the administrator and the, uh, the the receptionist probably for ten minutes about all her ailments and all her conditions and et cetera, et cetera. But when I went in with with her to her physician, she would clam up. I said, Mom, you just told that wonderful lady out there, oh, she had such a smiling face. I'm scared of the doctor. He wears a white jacket. I said, hey, don't don't be scared of him. Tell him what you just told him. Do you want me to repeat it? No. And then she said, <laughs> and she said, I'll tell him now that you gave me relief here. But sometimes I'm telling you the white jacket syndrome does is is affected to some of these senior citizens. They're, they're really... And I, I, my son is a doctor, by the way, and he says he's seen that too. So he occasionally does not wear his white coat when he knows there's a person new or something that doesn't want that white coat syndrome. And it's even affected me. My blood pressure seems to go up every time I see the the doctor, even though I know him, et cetera. I don't know why my blood pressure it's like it goes up, Doctor Loy. But when I when it, when after a while he got settled down, it gets back to normal. He says, "Carrie, did you get nervous about seeing me?" No, I just don't know what you might find today. So that's what that's what that's what the the other thing I got to ask you, Doctor Loy. I got the privilege of uh, we have LSU Medical School here, and I got a privilege mm-hmm. of. Uh, going through what's called um, mini-med, and they explain to us in about four hours, about four hours, of what physicians get training on evaluating patients. It was remarkable. It was the most mm-hmm. remarkable thing, and it, I did about four years ago. I told the professors and the doctors that was the most interesting thing. I think everybody should take that course because it helps you understand what the dialogue is between the physician and I played the part with actors. It was like the most interesting thing to find out. You had to pull it out of them, and I'm, you do the same thing, I'm sure, pulling out the information, which my doc does. And now my doc knows I took that course many years ago. He loves it. He says, Gary, <laughs> Gary, you're, are you going to give me a list of things, and we're going to go through them? Yes, that's what we're going to do. So, uh, But I'm telling you, that 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 is a definite skill that a physician has and needs, and many of them do it exceptionally well. And uh, I, I, I see from them training in LSU med school that it, all the physicians must must pass that and must continue the, the experience. But it, it's a definite talent. I mean, it definitely, even bedside, but as well as uh, when they come and make office visits. I'm sure your care team will do their well, everything. But I'm glad that you invite everybody in the in the approach. They might have heard Mrs. Jones, I hate to use the name, uh, might have said something to the receptionist they forgot to tell the doctor, right? Yeah, ab- absolutely. That's, that's incredibly common um, for all the reasons you mentioned. And I, you know, hopefully we're hiring um, doctors that aren't too scary and I haven't <laughs> It's many, many, many years because I just think that they're kind of scary. But um, one of the other really cool things that we do every morning before we see our patients in the day is we have a little time allotted in the morning for what we call a daily huddle. And so we, everyone participates. So the front desk staff participates, the center administrator, the doctor, and all those people in the care team. And we talk about the patients coming in the office. You know, what do they need? Is there something special they're going to need for that visit? And that really gives, like, that whole team an opportunity where that front desk person can say, hey, the last time Mrs. Jones was here, she talked about, you know, that she has trouble getting transportation. Maybe we need to help her or call and check to make sure she can get the visit. And that's, you know, an opportunity to really do that every day. 
Wow, that is awesome. I, I will tell you, I think that's a little unique. I have not heard many people, either that they don't brag about it, don't tell about it, but I think it's, that is a very positive positive thing that you get your, your team to get, I love the word, huddle, uh, to, to uh, discuss uh, all the situations that all the visits going to be coming through today. So, so there are going to be two locations. So they're opening in... November, correct? Yeah, so one of the, the Bossier City Clinic is opening up in November, uh, and that location is off of 2900 East Texas, um, Suite 100. It's right there uh, before, right on East Texas before you get to uh, to Airlines, North Dallas, right across from the mall. Okay. Uh, you can't miss it. Um, and then in January, we'll be opening the Streetport location. Uh, it's off of URI. It's at 7551 URI Drive, uh, and that one's next to Party City. Uh, and so, you know, part of what we do is we try to put our clinics in areas where uh, where people go, uh, which is why we pick those two locations there. Uh, so, I mean, I, <clears throat> whenever I come out there to Streetport, I see that the traffic that comes out East Texas, and I'm, I'm like, wow, you know, we picked a really good location. For the same oh, it is. For, it definitely uh, when is. When we go out there to visit the one off of Yuri, uh, you know, it's in a, in, a, in a place where people know where to go. And so we say we're off of Yuri. We're right next to Party City. Uh, one of the general contracts was telling me, it was like, man, everybody, are they throwing that many parties up here? <laughs> <laughs> there are. <laughs> at least, it's, at least we're opening up to parties. I mean, hey, small, small group parties. Nothing, you know, yeah, nothing no, overwhelming. No, no. Not like, um, it's sad to say, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know if you know this, but each and every year of the past uh, 13 years, I've had big senior day event at the Louisiana State Fair with six to 7,000 seniors and boomers attending. We had to cancel it this year, sadly. Hopefully, we're going to have a big and gala one in 2021. So, uh, because of this COVID pandemic situations, how are you keeping your visitors to your, your care centers uh, safe? Well, I mean, that's, that's a great question. So, one of the things that we do is we strive to ensure uh, patient, uh, visitor safety for anybody who comes into the discovery experience, which is in the Bossier City Mall or into one of our clinics. So we do masks, hand sanitizer, uh, we take temperatures, we screen patients and visitors before they come in. Uh, and we also build in a, a six foot social distancing, uh, throughout most of our interactions. Uh, and, you know, that's because we're committed to keeping our visitors and patients safe. As well as the staff, and and so we've uh, we've got separate spaces where people can talk privately uh, and still maintain that social distance. So, yeah, and that's uh, that's very important. But you know, I have seen. I hate to give the negative, but I've seen in other places that I visited throughout the Shreveport and Bossier City area. Sometimes some of these particular patients and family members are not really compliant. I mean, I, I don't know if it's your, y'all's prerogative to say, but I have I've been I'm a little vocal sometimes. I'm, I'm not I'm not argumentative, but I try to tell people you need to think of somebody everybody else when you're in there. I mean, w- one person brought a uh, a child with them, a grandchild, in with him, and uh, with her, her, and the kid was coughing up a storm. And I mean, I would say the kid had a major uh, serious cold. Maybe not having COVID, but and without a mask, and the kid was all over the waiting room, everybody six feet apart, but the kid was going from person to person. And I was so concerned about it. I went up to the reception. I said, can you say something to that person? Or do you want me to say something to that person? And they said, well, sir, we got to be very tactful about that. I said, what? Why be very tactful? I think he's possibly, the kid's cute, but he's infecting everybody most probably. 
uh, and I said, you know, let's let's you know think about it. And and so I went. Gary went and did it. And the lady said, the grandma said, I don't. The kid has to be with me because the parents are at work, and I have him today, and I have a doctor's appointment today. And I said, wow. So I said, you know, why don't we put a mask on him or something? And he was like five years old. And, uh, you know, it was sad in a way, but I, I hope nobody got any ailment from him. As you know, seniors are more prone, hopefully, you know, to, to get illnesses from from, uh, from others. So, it, you know, that's I hope there's some way and matter of means. If you're sick, please don't come in. And I've seen that on now in some medical offices. If you're sick or have a sick person or your caregiver coming with you, please don't, you know, please come another day, right? Yeah, yes, sir. And, and, and the big thing with us, what we try to do, Gary, is surely explaining this and the safety of the centers themselves. Good. And so we do that by, we our, our lobby is, the, the waiting room chairs are, are socially distant apart, uh, and so that we keep people uh, far apart as, as necessary. Um, we have designated treatment areas for people who might be suspected or symptomatic with COVID-19. We screen, we screen everybody before they walk inside Excellent. the clinic. Um, and so we have a sign that's outside the door uh, where people can call us and we can pre-screen them over the phone. That way we, we can come out and take their temperature uh, and, you know, and make sure that we properly screen them before they come into our centers. Our appointment times are adjusted to separate our symptomatic and non-symptomatic patients. Um, the furniture has been is it, clean and disinfected uh, before and after every patient encounter. So mm-hmm. if somebody comes into our center, we make sure that we wipe everything down and inspect it. Um, and then every, each night, uh, our clinics get a, uh, they're clean and disinfected in accordance with the CDC guidelines uh, for maintaining that, that, that sanitation in there. And I'm, and I'm sure I'm, that all your medical staff and staffing there are monitored probably extensively each and every, you know, certain period, daily or um, every other day, right? I mean, that's critical, yeah. too. They're, they interact with a lot of people even afterwards, during and you know, it's it's the the more monitoring, the better. I today. Yeah, everyone that comes in the center, whether it be a staff member, um, a patient, a patient family member, or a FedEx delivery man, Good. everyone that walks in that building gets um, asked those screening questions that we're all very used to. They get a temperature check before they walk in the building. Um, everyone gets hand sanitizer, and if they don't have their own mask, we give that to them. So. All of the staff um, we have full PPE, so we wear masks at all times, gloves when appropriate. And if we have someone with symptoms or we suspect COVID, we have, you know, the full PPE with the N95 mask and the gowns. We're doing everything we can to keep the patients safe, their families safe, and our staff safe. Because we, Like you said, we interact with all these patients, and we don't want to be the ones getting them sick. So very, very high standards um, for screening um, and, and trying to minimize exposure to patients and staff. Yeah, one extra thing that we're we're doing, Gary, is um, you know through the care team, we're working to help some of our patients get home delivery services for food and medications. Excellent. You know, our our, our, our pharmacists uh, have been working really hard to you know kind of switch some of our patients to mail order pharmacy. Uh, our social workers, if we hear a patient is 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 food insecure or, or, or running low on food, uh, we partner with agencies to try to get that out to them. And so it, at the end of the day, what we try to do here is our, our goal is to keep our staff and our patients as safe as possible. Well, that, that's so a great goal. Definitely a great goal. Uh, I was thinking about another factor is 
it, it just like in any visiting any physician um, lately, it's, it's hopefully it's getting better uh, because I've heard more seniors say I don't like these Zoom meetings with my physician <laughs> and nurse practitioner. I want the I want him to come hold my hand, examine me, and not do it via via the the screen that my son or grandson set up for me to view my doctor. Uh, and I'm the same way. I I refused. I, I told the doctors um, that I see occasionally, and, and they said, it's, it's your prerogative. We'll, we'll make arrangements now, you know, and I'm glad you're doing all the safeguards, and I I try to do it as much as my possible. But uh, do you have the if, – if the individual still wants to do – a Zoom conference or whatever it's called, a conference, Google conference, Google Meet. Will y'all do that as well? We do, and so Dr. Loy and the medical team and uh, has worked really hard on making things a lot easier for our patients and giving them some one-click options uh, to get in. So we have we have several options for uh, for video visits, um, and you know we even have an option where a patient could could drive up and they can still be in the parking lot. And we can, we'll, we'll, we give them a disinfected iPad and then we can do the video visit that way. Wow. Uh, because we know, we know the importance of that, that interaction with that, with the care team. Uh, we do, which is why, you know, we try to get our patients to come in, you know, at least four, at a minimum four times a year, uh, to sit down with the provider and then we give them the time that they need to be with the provider. Uh, and even in these times here, we found a way to do that virtually. Um, and so we've had some patients that, they don't feel comfortable getting out of their car and coming into the clinic. Well, like that's okay. Uh, and so we'll, we'll, we'll give you we'll give you this disinfected iPad. You can see your doctor. You can wave at the care team from the parking lot. Uh, and then we can <laughs> that's care. awesome. Uh, that's awesome. You know, because uh, I mean, a lot of our patients they just love to talk to us. So <laughs> <laughs> and, okay. and we love talking to them. And, and so, like in the clinic that where Dr. Loy and I am at today, uh, one of the patients was actually sad with COVID because she couldn't come see us. <laughs> so, you know, uh, so she made a sign and tell us how much she appreciated what we did for her. Awesome, uh, awesome. And, and, and so our, our, our model really, Gary, is about those relationships. So, uh, so I think I, I can answer this question, but I, I think it's important for you to emphasize it again. What, what sets aside partners in primary care different than other medical, medical practices in the community? Wow, Gary, that's... Um that's a great question. Um, and like I said, I've, I've worked at several organizations over the years, and I, this is the most special place that I have really ever worked. Um, I think what makes partners really so special is the time and the effort we spend in building that relationship with the patient. Um, like you mentioned earlier, a lot of patients are scared of going to the doctor. It's not a, a nice experience for them. They're, you know, afraid of what they're going to get told. And and we don't want it to be that. We've really tried to think of everything that a senior may need from, you know, easy parking up front to this really big care team that we have. We want when they come to see us that it's a good experience, that they enjoy talking to the staff and the doctor. They know their questions are going to get answered. They know they're going to have the time to ask their questions. You know, a lot of doctor's offices now, you know, it's hard to do anything in 10 minutes and, and patients rush out the door and we're we're not doing that. You know, we really want to give them that time. We want it to be a place where they want to come and visit us. Um, and like Brian said earlier, we try to do kind of one-stop shopping. You know, we can draw your blood. We can do a lot of treatments in the office. We try to do everything there to kind of minimize um, the burden on the patient and try to really take care of almost all their health needs within our four walls. 
So. Well, that's that's that is unique, and that that, that I don't know of a lot of practices that do that now. They they generally send you different places, but you know that that's a, I'm I'm really uh, compliment you on that um, that type of one. I love the one stop shop. When I was uh, back in the old days in home health, we tried to do that as well, uh, not having to refer too many people. We had the DME within our own organization. We had the, the the nurses. We had the therapy services. We even had the infusion services. So it was like a one-stop shop. You need any of those? We had them all, and even even private duty. So I like it that you have you 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 have the whole entire needs, not have to not even have to uh, to say, well, we have to wait and schedule this later on or someplace else. Maybe. You, and more more complex things, you probably would would have to do that, Doc. But uh, so your your concept, I, I is I love it. It's the whole person well being, right? You're taking the whole person in consideration, not just all their medical needs, their social economical needs, et cetera. And and that that is very very complimentary of y'all. Yeah, and that's kind of where we try to uh, this this whole person concept is is what we're all about. And so, uh, you know, we're, we're really looking forward to partnering with local food banks, churches, and other community organizations in Northwest Louisiana um, to support the social and well-being, uh, well-being needs of our patients. So, well, I'm, I'm sure uh, a lot of people will definitely want to partner with you. I, I know that my listeners are trying to figure out, so they want to utilize your services. So how do they utilize your services? Well, I mean, that's a, uh, a, a great question, that one of the things that we do is we have a discovery experience, uh, which is open in the Pierre Bocher Mall right by the food court, where people can come and get a preview of what they're going to experience when the clinic opens up. Um, the staff working there are going to transition over to the clinic once they do open up, uh, and they actually can find the patients up there uh, to become members of our clinic. Uh, and so right now we're taking two Medicare Advantage plans and, uh, and Humana, um, uh, out there in, in Northwest Louisiana. And so, uh, all they need to do is they can come see us or they can call us. Uh, they can go to our website, which is fingerfocuslouisiana.com or they can call us at, uh, 318-378-5440. Um, and what we're doing is we're giving tours and discovery experience, but then we're also going to be offering tours of the clinic. Uh, so, we really so, feel that as, as people come see us, because uh, once you come see us, you're going to love it. Well, I want to mention to our listeners, be sure to pick up the um, October issue and November issue, the best of times. You'll see an advertisement from them. It will give you all these numbers and all, the, all that particular website. But, again, mention the website because you said it quite fast. Uh, the, I got the telephone number. I'll announce it. But the, the, the website is? It's, it's Senior Focus Louisiana. Spell so out Louisiana. Focus. Yeah. L-O-U-I-S-I-A-N-A. That's right. The whole thing. The whole okay. Thing. <laughs> okay. you got to shorten some of these things sometimes for us seniors, but it's all right. SeniorFocusLouisiana.com or .org? .com. Okay, okay. Dot .com. And the phone number, everybody, is 318-378-5440. That's 318-378-5440. Five four four zero. So, but but tell our listeners. I know they're going to hear. Here's going to be the big question: uh, emergent care, urgent care. Does your centers yeah, so we, take that? Yeah, I was going to say. So we really focus on primary care, and that's what we're meant to do. But certainly, you know, our physicians are trained in handling many urgent care situations. So you know, we have you know testing for influenza for 
um, COVID, we're able to do all that. You know, we can see you most of the time. We can get you in for same-day appointments. Um, so we can get you in to just evaluate what's going on. And, you know, obviously, if it's a higher level of care that we need, we'll direct you to the right place to go. But we can get you in for those same-day visits to make sure that we're able to you can handle, hopefully, some of those urgent care needs and, and keep you out of the hospital. Well, that's that's good. But let's say emergent needs, driving up with, with somebody having a, a serious a serious injury, laceration, cup, um, et cetera, heart attack, you know, they should go to the ER, right? Yes, I was going to say anything like that that's emergent, one, if you're at home, call us and we can direct you to the correct place. But if you show up, you know, the doctor will be there immediately to evaluate you and we can help, you know, call 911, get the right people there, get you where you need to go. You know, if you're in the clinic and those things happen, we can always, you know, contact the hospital systems and let them know that you're coming um, and help facilitate that that process. But definitely any of those severe issues, if you think you're having, you know, a, a heart attack or a stroke, we, the, the emergency room is the right place to go. So. Okay, so one other question I know my listeners are saying, Gary, I'm not a member of yet of, of Humana or Aetna, uh, so... How, can I come there with with my regular Medicare or having some other uh, health plan and I'm 65 and older? Uh, not right now. So we're actively looking at some additional health plans that we will take in the future. Um, and so we've reached out to all the major Medicare Advantage plans uh, in northwest Louisiana um, to see if we can get in network with them. Um, now, as you know, uh, a the annual enrollment period has started for right. Medicare Advantage, um, and it runs through December. And, and so, you know, one of the things that we always employ is that people talk to their uh, insurance uh, broker or insurance agent to find the best plan for their needs. Because at this time of year, it's a great time to sit down and talk with somebody about your situation and see if that plan that you're on is the best plan for you or if the doctors that you're seeing are the best doctors that you want to see going forward. And so, you know, right now we just have two plans. Uh, we're looking to get more. Uh, and Gary, if you give me some information, I'll be sure to reach out. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I'm sure that there are a lot of enrollees and beneficiaries that have both those two plans in the area. But I'm just saying, there's there's going to be others that want to probably. They like this one-stop shop and this whole your your total unique uniqueness of being senior focused and you know seniors are going to be put on the pedestal here instead of having to wait in line with with all the other age groups where they love but this is going to be you know more more for us right yeah i mean definitely and so one of the things that uh, that we're we're looking to do is get into some more virtual events and activities for the community uh you know so since COVID 19 has really demonstrated that loneliness is a big issue for some of our patients uh and so what we're doing is trying to combat uh the loneliness through some virtual events uh grand openings activities and other virtual programs that will allow us to maintain that connection with our with the community okay uh, so we, we, i'd love to spend another hour with you we, we're running out of time but I'm, I'm thinking of a question that that one of my persons uh saw your ad and one of my readers and contacted me. I told him to contact y'all. But, of course, this person calls me because Gary supposedly knows everything. He doesn't. I tell her right off the bat. So she tells me, she says, I like this plan. Would I read it in here? But, Gary, I have establishment, and she has one of those two plans. Uh, I have establishments, I think, with some physicians and, you know, the networks of XYZ. And I want to use this 
this physician, this this partner's plan. Can I do that without getting my physician mad that I'm dealing with now for my various care? Uh, care and I mean, I think that. Sorry, um, I think you know. Obviously, we we want um, them to want to come see us and have us be that primary care physician for them. If they um, are seeing specialists that are on those current plans that we take, it shouldn't disrupt any of that care because we will certainly keep um, utilizing those specialists that they have. That's oh, a really common um, issues with seniors. So you know, we don't want to disrupt any of that care. If anything, we want to be able to provide those additional services to kind of help them navigate that care and, and make sure they're getting the best care that they need. So those those specialists are still part of that network of either Aetna or Humana. Yeah. So they're going to... Absolutely. Uh, that's what they're I told this lady briefly. I said, you know, I don't know which plans they're accepting, but I have a feeling that whoever... If they accept your plan, you're going to be able to see those same doctors, and they're going to. This is the, going to be your like your in a way you like your gatekeeper that you can come with any kind of particular ailment. You don't have to worry about uh, about going through too many too many people, and and uh, I I can see the the, the tremendous advantages of, of your of your focused senior focused centers as well. Um, so, but again, I'm going to emphasize to my listeners out there. This is definitely is open enrollment period, so this might be another plus advantage. I hate the word we use the word plus advantage, but uh, perk benefit of getting a Medicare Advantage plan. If you want to have make use of this as well, is that true? Yeah, this is true. I mean, I think you know the Medicare Advantage plans right now are offering a lot of additional benefits um, that you know help a lot of seniors, um, and you know that's why we tend to partner with those plans. Um, so we would certainly like for the seniors to come out and visit us at the Bossier City Mall. Um, we have a very interactive experience. Well, fantastic. Well, thank you for joining us today. In closing, I want to mention again their website to learn more about is SeniorFocusLouisiana.com. Again, SeniorFocusLouisiana.com. The phone number for more information is 318-378-5440, 318-378-5440. Well, best wishes to you. Continued uh, we're glad to have you in the area, and I know you're going to be a definite plus to the medical community in taking care of seniors like me and others throughout northwest Louisiana. So thank you for joining us today here on the Best of Times Radio Hour. Right, thank you, Gary. Thanks, Gary. We really appreciate the time. Thank you, everyone, for listening to our show. Hope you'll join us next Saturday for another interesting show that could benefit you or your loved ones. To learn more about our magazine, our radio show, and our events, do visit our popular website at www.bebestoftimes.com news.com. May God bless you and your family. God bless America. Thank you again for listening to our show. I'm Gary Caligas wishing you and yours the best of times both today and every day. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on 101.7 FM and 710 Kiel. Be sure to tune in next Saturday at 9 a.m. for more Best of Times. This is 101.7 FM and 710 Kiel.